Hey guys, I'm Darren. And I'm Pam. And welcome back to Head, Head and Heart, Heart 1313. We're back. Hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, we definitely had a really good Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. um, you guys may remember we were out of town. We went to visit our family in Absolutely. Mississippi. And it was really, really good to see them. Much needed. Much needed break away from the day-to-day things that we had going on but just so good to see our family we hadn't seen them in a while and as you know we don't have any family here in mm -hmm. minnesota so it was just really good to spend that time with them it was fantastic so we really hope you guys enjoyed your time with your family as well and we know the holidays and christmas come up as well so hope you guys continue to have a good time with your family and with i guess thanksgiving being a word that we just used we want to thank you guys as well for continuing to be with us Every time we come on and have a podcast or put an article up, we just thank you guys for reading whatever you read and listening to our podcast. We ask you to continue to rate them and share them with friends and family, especially if it blessed your life as well. So we just thank you guys because, again, Head and Heart 1313 would be, be nothing without the Head and Heart fam. So we just thank you guys. Exactly. So, yeah, I echo that All very right. much. Well, let's get into it today. We are continuing and closing out the year yeah. um, with our Names of God series. Yes, yes. There's so many names. We can't cover them all. Or we could, but we'd spend a whole lot of time doing it. Yeah. But we, we feel like this one would be a good one um, to kind of end the note on because it was one that I've never heard of until we started studying it. And my wife found it and said, hey, babe, this might be a good one. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we're going to talk about... Um, El Gabor. El Gabor. Yeah. If we butchered that, guys, just give us a pause on it. <laughs> yeah. <we're laughs> just being honest. But yeah. El Gabor. Yes. And as you know, very quickly I'll run through. Whenever we do the names of God, we answer four questions. That's right. We ask, what does the name mean? Mm -hmm. Where was it first found? How did uh, it apply to its original audience yep. and what it means for us today? So let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, the name El Gabor means mighty God. Mighty God. He and is mighty. I know you guys have heard that in a song because. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of songs out there that says he's a mighty God. Exactly. Oh, so what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. That's the first one that came to mind. So if you have, I'm pretty sure you've heard the term mighty God. You even probably prayed that. But the name El Gabor, that was new. But yes. that's what it means. It means mighty God. Absolutely. Here. So what's our next question that we should answer, you think? Um, it is where it is found. Yes, where it is found. So it was first found in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Yes, I am going to read it for you guys. Perfect. It says, For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Absolutely. Mighty God. That's when we first see that name right there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And to move on, the next thing we ask is, what did it mean to its original audience? Absolutely. And in our study for this, some of you guys may know, but we have a, a commentary, so we're going to give a shout out to Tony, Tony Evans. Evans. Pastor Tony Pastor Evans. Pastor Tony Evans. Dr. Tony Evans. Dr. Tony Evans. Fantastic, fantastic. He has a Bible commentary that he did, and it's fantastic. And I'm just going to read the excerpt out of here. 
uh, he mentions about Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And I think it kind of lets us answer that question for us in a sense. So here we see another messianic prophecy. Its language is very precise. Isaiah said a child will be born for us. A son will be given to us. Emphasis added. This tells us that Jesus had to be born as a child to come to us, but he had, is also the pre-existent son of God who was given to us. The child would be born in time and space in Bethlehem, but the son has existed from all eternity and since the government will be on his shoulder, which is a reference to Jesus' coming rule in the Millennium Kingdom, he rightly bears the great name ascribed to him, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Here again we see the near and far aspects that frequently occur in Old Testament prophecy. Because Jesus was born 2,000 years ago as a child, but the government of the universe has yet to be placed on his shoulders. This will happen at the coronation as King of Kings and Lord of Lords in the millennium. <clears throat> yeah, so that was, it may have seemed like a lot, but I think it really gives us a good background yeah. to what it meant for the audience at that time, this was a prophecy that was given. Correct. And that's what it meant to the people at that time. I think that gave them hope oh, because yeah. Isaiah is saying right then and there that another person is going to come, Jesus, he's going to be our savior. He's going to be our, our wonderful counselor. He's going to be the Prince of Peace. And again, the name that it means, he's going to be our mighty God. And I think that gave the people in that particular time a lot of hope to know what was coming, what was going to be the past. So he was speaking years and years and years before this prophecy happened speaking of that prophecy that's what makes the bible so special i believe as well oh yeah absolutely um just to know that during all this time the lord already had uh, a plan yes uh, for our redemption a plan to bring us back into the fold um into the kingdom of god i think that that's wonderful and it's revealed to us in here and i think this walks us right into the next or the last question. Mm -hmm. uh, what does it mean for us today and how can we apply this meaning uh, to our lives today? Mm -hmm. Who is God? I ask, um, I think I put this in the, the title or like the, the comment area, the description box. That's there what I'm trying go. to say. <laughs> <laughs> I put this into the description box each time we do one of the names of God and I say, who is he to you? And I'm going to actually pose the question, who is he to you? Yes. Is he a wonderful counselor? Is he a mighty God Absolutely. in your life? Um, I can speak on this uh, for many different aspects because I have, you know, so many testimonies of how God has really shown up as a mighty God in our lives. Um, but what I want to know, um, when was the last time that you called on your heavenly father, your mighty God? Yes. When was the last time you acknowledged him as that in your life? Um, the word mighty uh, means like strength or, or strong, or it refers to having great strength and everything. Um, and upon further reading, I, I was reading an article and it said that even though the description or the definition of the word mighty um, refers to strength, it loses its meaning, um, the true meaning, which is hero. And I love so that good. because 
hero doesn't necessarily mean strong, like in strength-wise, the physical aspect right. of it, um, because there are many heroes. Absolutely. You know, uh, that's that's that saying, all mm. heroes don't wear capes. Yes. <laughs> I love that saying, and, and it's so true. And so um, God is not just strong, because he is strong. Right. He is a hero. Absolutely. And I, I, I love when you found that hero. What do heroes do? They save you. They save people. They're saviors, and that's exactly what God was. And even in that moment, in this, when he's talking about Isaiah, he already knew he was going to send Jesus to be our Savior, to be our mighty God, our wonderful counselor, to be our Savior. And it makes me think about just coincidentally uh, a message that uh, our very own pastor um, gave to us um, yesterday as well when we were in our church service as well. And you know, when you have those you know times where you're talking about salvation and things of that nature, he was giving that kind of address here. And he said something that was so profound to me. So, Pastor James, if you're listening to this, shout out to you. Yeah. But when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and they ate a tree, and God came and he was looking for Adam and Eve, and he asked them, hey, Adam and Eve, where are you? And they said, hey, you know, we hid from you because we were naked. And then God said, hey, did you eat of the tree? And they say, yes, we ate of the tree. I'm paraphrasing, of course. My pastor said it was at that very moment that he knew, that God knew, that he already had the plan to send Jesus to redeem us at that very moment. He was already concocting the plan at that very moment, how he was going to be our mighty God, be our hero, and save us and save the day by coming down in baby form, living a perfect life to die for us. I think that's just fantastic. That's what heroes do. They sacrifice themselves for the greater good for us and for the people. So I think that's what heroes are. That's what a mighty God does for us as well. I agree. Um, and more uh, more along the lines, like, yes, they save, but also remember, heroes are a symbol of hope. So it's like yeah, it's what good. you were saying earlier about this being like a prophecy and this giving hope to the people. Heroes are a symbol of hope. And yes. that is exactly who God is. He's a symbol of hope. It's it's very, very fitting for him. It's a very fitting term, um, if I've ever heard one. I think all of them are very fitting. Every time I listen, it's like, oh yeah, that's so good. Right. Um, you know, and when you say he's a symbol of hope, I just want to piggyback off you, because you're absolutely correct. He's an exact symbol of hope. Sometimes when people see the cross, they get hopeful, or maybe see they see a painting of Jesus or something of that nature, and they get hopeful because it's a symbol of hope. But you know what? I feel like God spoke to me in that moment when you said that, is that not only am I a symbol of hope, but I am hope. You are I, hope. He yeah, is hope. I love that. He's Thank exactly you, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he he is hope in his purest form. That's what he is. And that's what we need to continue to take out of this, out of this when we think of him as our mighty guy, as El Gabor. That's what we should do. <laughs> Absolutely. 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 Well, guys. Mm hmm that is all we have for you today. I encourage you to not let this be uh, your only source um, for learning the names of God. Mm -hmm. Get out there. Do your research. You can Google. You can find them in the Bible. Um, but just also just take time to get to know the names of God. Mm -hmm. And you never know. Maybe some day in time in the, in the future, maybe we'll do a part two and do some more names of God. Or if you guys come up with one you think is cool, Hey, leave us a suggestion. Maybe we'll come back to it and address it. Absolutely. But, absolutely. But, of course, we don't end our podcast without praying. So, is it okay if we do that now? Yep. 
Perfect, perfect. Well, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much again for revealing to us and showing us another side of your personality and another name for you, Lord God. Help us to continue to understand you as you continue to reveal yourself to us as El Gabor in our life, Lord God, as our mighty God. Help us to always put you in that place and let you be the hero of our life as you always are, Lord. We love you so much, and we thank you for this time in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Until next time. See ya. Bye.